Hello, and welcome to the Farm Stress Real Talk with Penn State Extension. This podcast is from the Penn State Extension Farm Stress Team. My name is Chai Catalone, and I'm an Extension Educator on the Food, Family, and Communities Team based in Elk County. Today, I'll be, I will be talking with Don Foringer, a licensed social worker. In our last series, we talked about factors that contributed to stress outside of farmers' control. This series looks at strategies on addressing stress proactively. In today's podcast episode, we will learn how farmers and farm families can use advanced healthcare planning tools to help reduce stress levels in an emergency or in an unexpected illness. We will hear about important conversations farmers should have and documents they should put in place to help guide your family and loved ones through difficult moments to know your wishes. Let's start by learning a little bit about our guests. Thank you for talking to me today, Don. Don, can you tell our listeners a little about your educational background and how you're familiar with advanced care planning and the important documents that can be helpful for farmers to plan ahead and prepare even when they're healthy? Yes, thank you for having me today, Chai. My background is as a licensed social worker, as you had said, in Pennsylvania. I have a bachelor's degree in social work from Slippery Rock University and a master's in social work from the University of Pittsburgh. Uh, my work history is that I've been working for over 25 years in hospital acute care and home health and home care settings. I'm also a national certified guardian where my role there is to step in as a guardian if an incapacitated person doesn't have family or family, but the family's not able to agree on how or someone should be cared for if they become incapacitated. The court then appoints an independent guardian to look after someone's medical and financial needs and make these decisions for them. In these roles, I've assisted many patients and many were part of farm families with completing advanced directives so their families know their wishes and when they're unable to communicate these wishes, there's a tool and a way to make this happen. Thank you, Dawn. It sounds like you have a lot of experience helping people start these conversations. I imagine it can be a hard discussion for families to have, but it sounds like it would be most helpful for them to have these conversations sooner rather than later with their families, even when they're healthy. Isn't that correct? Yes, definitely. It can be very difficult having these conversations and starting them with families because most of us don't want to think about being sick or sometime in the future that we may be unable to communicate our wishes or what we would want done. By openly sharing your wishes with your family, you're easing the burden on your family and from them from having to make difficult choices about things that if we don't have these conversations, they may not have any idea what your feelings are on the matters. Some of the hard choices families face in a medical crisis are decisions about surgery, pain control, blood transfusions, and one of the hardest is end-of-life care. And it'd be very helpful if your family and your healthcare providers knew your wishes ahead of time, just in case something were to happen. That does sound like a lot to think about. And maybe a good starting point would be for people to talk to their doctor about their specific health conditions and the best choices and decisions for their care for filling out an advanced directive. 
but I guess we might be getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. So maybe could you explain for our listeners what Advanced Healthcare Directive means? Sure. Advanced Healthcare Directives are basically advanced care planning and a very important topic to discuss while you're healthy so that if you did become seriously ill or unable to communicate your wishes, your loved ones and your healthcare providers already know what your preferences are and their legal documents, which you complete, and they're called advanced directives, basically meaning in the event a catastrophic event happens to me, the most um, then my family and my healthcare providers know what I would want. The two most common types are living wills and durable powers of attorney for healthcare. Oh, okay. So a living will, is that like a will that you prepare listing who you want to leave your house, your land, or maybe your most prized possession to? Now, that's a very good question because that is often confused with a living will as an advanced directive. We're strictly talking about medical planning right now. We'll touch briefly on estate planning wills in a few minutes. But a living will is a legal document that tells doctors how you want to be treated if you cannot make your own decisions about your medical treatments. You can talk ahead of time with your doctor to discuss what medical treatments you would want or want to avoid at the end of your life. Most of us have some pretty strong ideas of the type or amount of care we would want if we were in a terminally ill situation and unable to communicate. And um, once you complete a living will, you're giving your family and your healthcare doctors directives on what you would want. And you want to be sure your doctor has a copy and the hospital where you receive treatment has copies. You also want to uh, provide a copy to your family. And, you know, the other type than a living will is a durable power of attorney. There are two ways you can go about this. A durable power of attorney is a legal document that you name a person or persons to make the healthcare decisions for you. Whereas remember the living will, you're putting in writing what your preferences would be. A durable power of attorney, you're appointing someone else that you trust. They're known as your healthcare representative or agent. And it's very important because they can make decisions for you if you're unable to communicate for yourself. Keep in mind that you need to choose someone who's very familiar with your wishes and your values and someone that would understand what types of treatment you would want if this were to ever happen. That was really helpful information. Um, I really like how you pointed out it's really important then after you've made these steps to make sure your family knows where the document's at and make sure that you give a copy to your doctor and to your healthcare institution. So thank you. um, Yeah, that was great. It sounds like having these documents in place uh, would be really, really important to have an unforeseen event happens. Um, If an accident would happen, a farm accident, a tractor rollover, you just can't really plan for the future. But planning for your future healthcare decisions could help your family by being able to make the best informed decisions, knowing they're acting on your behalf and holding true to your wishes. It can be really stressful for family members in time of a medical crisis to have to make these quick medical decisions, especially if there's several family members and if there's not a consensus among the group, 
uh, that can possibly cause challenges or even just the uncertainty of knowing what someone could want. And that could cause a great deal of anxiety for family members. It does. Um, so and it happens much more than people think. So it sounds like everything you provided for our listeners today just sounds like a great way for them to really ensure they're getting what they would want to have done. You mentioned that you talk about wills and estate planning. Can we circle back to clarify the difference between a will and a living will? Yes, I'd be happy to. A will is part of your estate planning and discusses your property. It encompasses your assets, your debts, and you appoint an executor to handle your estate after you have passed away. Planning ahead and creating a will can often help with farm succession planning and eliminate family conflict if a will is in place. Now, unlike a will that's part of your estate plan that requires an attorney, a living will does not require an attorney. And you can often contact your local area agency on aging or Veterans Affairs office, and they will often have advanced directives specific for veterans. Another option is you can go online to the American Bar Association. There they have links for statement-specific healthcare advanced directives. You can print a living will and a healthcare power of attorney form from the site, review this with your doctor, then they ask that it be witnessed by two adults, and then once you complete this document, then you can provide it to your doctor, your healthcare institution, and again, as we talked about earlier, your family. That's great resource information. Now we all know exactly where we can start to get our advanced planning going. Um, and it's helpful to understand the differences between wills and living wills. Um, in an earlier episode for listeners, Amber Hughes spoke about estate planning and important things to consider for succession planning and the tools you need to um, bring to an estate attorney. So be sure to listen to that episode if you haven't already to hear more about that topic. Um, Dawn, I think this was a really beneficial episode uh, just to really stress how important advanced planning is for an important role for people to be proactive for their own health care. Um, like I mentioned before, accidents and illnesses, we don't know when or where they can happen, and they often cause significant stress on a farm. And anything we can do ahead of time to help in those critical situations, it's important that we do take those proactive steps. We hope listening today will inspire you to start the conversations with your families and begin completing your advanced directives. Dawn, we thank you for taking time out of your day to share this information with our listeners. Do you have anything you'd like to add? I just like to add that thank you for having me. And I definitely think it's a very important topic. So I appreciate being a guest on your podcast today. Thank you. If you'd like more information about farm stress, visit please visit the Penn State Extension website at extension.psu.edu.